Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in with K-Squared. It's your girl, Kaylin. Hey, guys. It's Kiaren. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Sabine. And welcome to episode 25, everyone. So to our new listeners, welcome to our podcast. We greatly appreciate you guys for tuning in. And to our returning listeners, of course, you know we love y'all. Thank y'all so much for continuing to support us, to continue to listen to us. Make sure that you guys are subscribing to our podcast. Um, make sure that you're clicking that subscribe button. Leave us a rate. Leave us a comment. It really, really helps us, and we would greatly appreciate it. But this week's episode is a special episode. It's a highly requested episode, and it's going to be surrounded around the topic of self-love. So we are just going to get into all things self-love. Um, check out our Instagram and follow us on Instagram at K Squared Pod. We posted a video of some short clips of some things that we kind of do to incorporate self-love into our schedules. So make sure that you guys go check that out to see what we do a part of our self-love routines. Um, but in this episode, we're just going to get into the importance of self-love, our experiences with trying to figure out how to love ourselves. And it's just going to be a great, great episode. Definitely not an episode that you all want to miss. So stay tuned all the way through. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Sabine. Hey, guys. I love that I'm introducing this topic. I'm excited. But let's get to the nitty gritty. You know, I got y'all today with the self-love gems. So the idea of gaining self-love is a long process. Many people have to go through some ups and downs to really understand the concept of self-love in general. Even myself, I have struggled with loving myself. You know, I'm going to give y'all, you know, story time. You know, how I became the person that I am today and learning how to love myself. So basically... You know, me come from a little small town in New York, a little small town, and I went to a predominantly white high school, and that was a very big change for me, coming from a predominantly black town to a predominantly white high school, especially private, was very different, and I was just learning new things about myself. My body was starting to change. I was developing, you know, I'm a very, if you see me in person, I'm a very, you know curvy person so my, my body was developing way a little more quicker than the girls and I used to feel really ashamed of myself especially also the skin that I'm in because you know being in a school where it's predominantly white and you know the guys especially who are black you know you find cute and they wouldn't be attracted to you they would be attracted towards maybe the petite girls or maybe the lighter complexion girls or just white and never girls my complexion you know and I would struggle. I'd really go home and I used to really like hate myself. I hated like I had big thighs. I hated that my complexion was a little darker. Like I was really hating myself. But the more I got older, I started to do like my research. I started to watch actually like YouTube videos. I really want to like shout out Leah J. Like I used to watch her videos, Leah J. And she used to really just talk about like, don't listen to people. Do your own thing. Love yourself. And like the more I got older and the people I started to surrounding myself, they're like, Sabine, love yourself, like, love yourself, like, I had to put myself in situations, learn from these situations, and be like, you know what, do what you got to do, focus on you, so I started to, you know, I realized my method is looking good, I feel good, you know, if you've seen the self-love routine, I see I'm doing a skincare, like, I love looking good, I don't know why, but I just started to, you know, one day, said, let me just start buying clothes, <laughs> I started to get into makeup a lot, a lot, so, 
started beating my face, getting new outfits, doing my hair, and I started to feel really good, you know. Everybody has a different method, but I started to feel good, you know. And being in a predominantly white school, everybody's be like, oh my gosh, Sabine, you always had a new outfit, all this and that. And I, I think I love compliments. I'm just a compliment lover. So hearing these compliments, and I'm like, wow, this is my method. Like, this is what I like to do. So learning these methods, like learning, it's okay if you want to shop. It's okay to do that. If that makes you feel good and that makes you love yourself, then do that. So all the ladies that feel like you feel bad for being so therapy, you feel like you buy clothes, just feel good. It's okay. Cause me struggling, hating myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to up my wardrobe one day. And I just did. And now this is me. You know, I love always looking good. Even though I have my off days, my on days, I was just like, I love looking good. I just love saying that. I love looking good. I love feeling good. I'm smiling just saying that. Cause it just makes me happy. And it makes me just love myself. And I feel like that was my process. I struggled from hating myself, hating how my body, you know, girls want the kind of body that shape that I have, you know, like it was a transformation. So that's pretty much what I learned. This is how I learned with myself. But did you guys ever struggle with self-love and how did you overcome it? Um, yes, definitely. I was very insecure about my weight growing up because my weight just always used to fluctuate so much um but I was just really insecure growing up I had a lot of insecurities so I feel like I used to hold on to a lot of childhood um you know type of um how do you describe it descriptions for myself and they kind of went into you know teenage life and then throughout high school and then when I got to college I really had to just change a whole lot of things up but you know those things that you hear in there those those things that you hear in your childhood can really trickle over into later parts in your life where you're still holding on to these you know names or these negative type of you know um outlooks on yourself so I feel like that's what I really struggle with the most and how I got over it was learning how to just accept compliments like once I really started to get into myself in high school um I started to just get complimented much more and I would just be like really like no I'm not like you know I just was in such denial because I just was like no way like I just was living in this world um of like my 10 year old self or something like that you know so I really had to just learn to one accept um, what people were saying and the more kind of like what you said to being like the more people kept telling me I was these things that's really kind of how I broke out of the shell that I was in honestly there wasn't really anything that I did myself that got me out of the shell it was more so just like the people around me um, telling me these things and then eventually I just had to believe it because I was just like okay well this obviously is just where I'm at right now in my life. And I had to learn to accept it. As I got older, I definitely adapted, um, you know, certain routines. I started to do more things um, for me to really just get grounded and for me to just really learn how to love myself. Uh, affirmations, YouTube videos, like Sabine mentioned, um, praying, um, spoiling myself, clothes hair whatever it may be like I really just started to get into more of those things um and that also kind of helped me with my self-love journey but from the start it was really hard I didn't really break out of that until like 
high school, which is a really long time. So I went all the, in like mid high school, it wasn't even like freshman, sophomore year. It had to be like junior year, which is really not that long ago. And that's really when I kind of broke out of that shell for myself. And I was just like, okay, I really need to, you know, start accepting this, this new me. So yeah, that's my story. Kiara. Yeah, I think like tying into pretty much tying in and flowing into um, going about like my self-love journey, I think it kind of started, I mean, if I'm being really honest, and I feel like I never really have talked about this, like ever, it's just one of those things, you know, you just like, you just know, but like my whole life, I have experienced some sort of like colorism, you know, some sort of someone comparing me to something you know like I am of darker complexion my mom is light skin my dad is dark skin my brothers are like around the same shade as me and my but my older brother he's like a little he's a little lighter but I'm the only girl besides my mom and my family so the only person I had to look to was my mom and she's light skin you know so I would didn't grow up around anybody that was my same complexion because like my cousins I have one girl cousin so the other one girl cousin she's light skin too so I think not really like that was something like I struggled with all throughout maybe like up until like high school or whatever and not ever like with my family but not ever seeing anybody that looks like me you know and then growing up in a predominantly white area I really wasn't seeing anybody because my neighborhood was white my school was white my camps were white sports were white you know so it was always like those like subconscious little comments that people would say like you know kids kids are rude they would be like oh my gosh like the lights are off we can't see you like stupid stuff like that you know what I mean and now it's just like come on like that doesn't even like mean anything but when you're younger and you have like no one there to like like you're your own defense you know what I mean because you're the only black person you're just like dang like that makes you feel bad so I think it was really like more of a it was a self thing for me you know like really like pulling it out of myself, not having seen anybody that looks like, not seen anybody, but being around somebody that looks like me and really having that person like, girl, you know, like you're fine. And of course your parents are gonna tell you you're beautiful, you're the best, you know, but sometimes it takes more than your parents to be like, to feel it, you know? And like you guys said, like affirmations and look good, you feel good. I'm with Sabine too. I feel like as I get older, when you look good, you really do feel good because it's like you have some sort of like bright aura about you where you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm liking the way I'm looking. Like it's like an instant, it's like an instant rejuvenation. You're happy about the way you look. You want to look at yourself in the mirror or whatever. Like you get happy about it. And I think that's like one of the things too. And mainly for me was affirmations being that I am the only girl in my household and I was the only black like the only child in my household you know because my brothers they don't care like guys don't necessarily care about their their color you know what I mean like they you dark skin you light skin whatever you you hard or you soft you know what I mean like if you soft light skin you are dark skin whatever the case may be but when you are and of course your parents don't necessarily count because you don't want to listen to your parents telling you you look good or you like love the skin you're in so it really was like a self a self affirmation kind of thing for me to really just like not not worry about what anybody has to tell you or what anybody has to say about the way you look and prayer too really helped me as well because it's like it's not almost 
I mean, it kind of is like a slap in the face to God when you talk down upon yourself because God made you the way you are for a reason from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, every little nook and crevice of you, God made you that way. So when you talk down upon yourself, I always like to remind myself like I'm, that's just like somebody talking down on a meal that you made. You know what I mean? You're proud of your meal, whether it tastes good to somebody or it doesn't taste good to the next person, but you're, you're still proud of it. You know? So when you talk down on yourself, you're technically talking down on God's creation, you know? And when you think about it that way, it's more so like, you're never going to look like the next person or the next person, you know, I'm very firm on comparison is a thief of joy. As the second you start to compare yourself to somebody else is the second that you automatically have this like negative, negative shield over your eyes in a sense to where it's like, you don't even look at the good in yourself anymore. You're so busy focused on the next person and what they have going on. So pretty much tying it into what we all said, I think it really is like self-affirmations. You can, the mind, you could trick the mind into thinking you are the finest thing walking. You know what I mean? If you continue to tell yourself every single day, I look good, I am beautiful, I'm the best, I'm this, that, and the third, you'll start to believe it. And it's, it's a fine line between cocky and uh, confident, you know, but you'll figure that out on the way. But I think, and also too, I think a lot of people, like it takes, it takes time, you know, people are really hard on themselves when it comes to being confident because confident doesn't, confidence doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's not something that you're just going to wake up and be like, oh yeah, I'm confident now, you know, like it takes, it might take a little, a little beating to the, a little beating to your emotions or somebody pulling on your heartstrings and then you growing from that, you know, and I know we all did grow up in predominantly white areas or just different areas of the world but as far as I guess you can say self not self-love with boys but like how was it when because I can speak for myself is if I look at a boy like Sabine said if I look at a boy it's like subconsciously I'm always like well, does he like black girls like I wonder like I think he's cute but like does he like black girls so did you guys ever have like a time when you actually really started you know like really talking to boys did you ever have a moment where you were like dang like I'm scared to put myself out there because I don't know if this person is gonna like me based upon my skin color and how did you not let that affect your like your self-love and your self-love journey within yourself not to let someone not liking you affect you um well I've honestly, like, that's crazy to this day. I hate to say it. Sometimes it does come in the back of my mind, but it really stemmed from high school. Um, I just remember in high school, you know, me, I was struggling, especially I was kind of viewed as the darkest girl in my grade. Little do they know there's hella more complexions in the whole Black community. But, you know, to white people, I'm to the darkest they see. And honestly, you know, the guys, I just remember, you know, freshman year, private school, everybody's from different areas, see cute boys, you know, typical freshmen, like, ooh, who am I going to talk to? And they would go towards the white girls. And all these black guys, I'm like, damn, like, black guys don't like black girls no more. And then someone tell me, you know, hate to say, oh, Sabine's more on the bigger side. I was because I was very more thick. This is before thick got cute, you know, and then or I'm too dark, you know? So I just used to kind of just hold myself back to even try anymore. I just stopped trying. And the more I got an older, the more I started when I was on my journey of self-love, I just started to realize 
Some people have a preference, but I can't hate myself for that. You know, if he don't like black girls, he has an identity crisis. You know, if you're black and you don't like black girls, but your mom's black, you know, that's on you, but you're not for me. It's okay. I move on. I still know that I look good at the end of the day. You know, to this day, there's some guys, you know, I be a little hesitant because I just be worried in the back of my mind, like, maybe he don't like girls, Michael Bikes. Maybe he just likes lighter girls, you know? Like, I always have that in the back of my mind to this day, which I'm still trying to work on. But, you know, even if they do like light girls, it doesn't bother me anymore, like how it was in high school. That's who you like. You like white girls. You like light-skinned girls. All right, you have a preference. Me? I'm not hating. I love dark-skinned men. I love it. But, you know, if a nice little light-skinned man came my way, I got to push him away. But everybody has a preference. I'm not judging. But I know at the end of the day, I still know I look good. I love the skin that I'm in. So if you don't want to be with a girl my complexion, that's okay. Someone else will. That's all yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm more so struggled with just my self-confidence. So I feel like there were many situations where I probably, you know, just assumed like someone wouldn't like me or I just would assume I just wasn't really good enough or like worthy enough of talking to this cute boy or whatever the case may be because of how I looked so I will automatically just like delete myself from the situation or you know whatever it could have been because I'm just like yep no he's not even checking for me like I'm automatically just gonna shut myself down so I feel like that's really more so what I struggle with like I would see a cute boy because middle school and high school I went to really diverse high schools so like predominantly white areas but I still was around black boys so it more so for me was just you know me having to overcome my self-confidence levels and me having to get to a point where it's like, okay, yeah, I am worthy of talking to this guy. Like, I am cute enough to talk to this guy. I'm not going to just automatically shut myself out or feel like I'm not worthy enough or pretty enough to be able to, you know, talk to this dude. So that's really what I struggle with the most was just self-confidence because I was holding on to just childhood, um, you know, statements and, and, you know, just presumptions about myself. So that's really what I struggle with. Yeah, I think especially it is like we all like as much as we want to say that we are grown, we all still are in very like growing and developing ages, you know. So even for the listeners out there that aren't necessarily like they're listening and they're like, dang, like, but I'm not there, you know, like you will get there along your self-love journey because it's not like it's not a specific age you got to get to where you start to love yourself or a specific uh time or whatever the case may be like it's not every everybody's journey is different and it's more so like my best advice that I can put out would be to just make sure that you're working towards a more solid version of loving yourself not a like situational version of loving yourself really knowing like no matter how you look no matter what you're going through no matter what the world around you is like you're always solid within yourself on your self-love because as Kaylin is about to go into self-love isn't just about confidence about a lot it's about a lot of different things as well yeah like the next topic was gonna be kind of how self-love literally feeds into and can affect all aspects of your life especially when it comes to relationships which I feel like you know we're kind of at an age where 
that's, you know, it's important. It's something that we kind of have to think about. And it's something that you kind of need to be prepared for if you're not already. And many people look to the exterior to try to figure out where the answers lie when really it comes down to us. So I really wanted to go into more so of relationships and how much of an impact your own self-love can have on the person you're dealing with and the situations that you end up in. I love the quote, and I'm a huge believer in the saying, you only attract what you truly are and not what you want. And when I really applied that to my life, especially my love life, it just completely changed everything for me for the better, of course. But beforehand, I wasn't really applying that. I wasn't really taking that literally like, dang, I really am what I attract. So I have to take this on a more serious level and truly be what I want someone to be to me. Like I have to be to me what I want someone to be to me, if that makes sense. It goes back to just using your love languages on yourself. I feel like it's so important if you guys have not already, go take an assessment and figure out what exactly your love language is. You can literally type on Google love language quiz. I promise you can find something real quick. They'll give you a quick assessment and they'll give you results as to what your love languages are. And once you find those out, I really, really recommend trying to use those on yourself. And that too can boost your self-love up. So for example, like mine, some of my love languages are quality time, um, gifts, uh, words of affirmation. So now that I know those things, I now know too that I have to use those things on myself. I have to set out aside quality time to myself each week. I can't, because since I love quality time with the person that I'm with, I got to love quality time with me by myself. And I started incorporating that words of affirmation. I'm like, if I want someone to tell me I'm pretty and I'm beautiful and I'm all of these things, I need to be telling myself that not only do I need to be telling myself that, but I need to truly believe that I am these things that I'm saying I am. It just goes all back to you are what you attract. So if I feel like I'm pretty, I feel like I'm this and I'm telling myself those things, I'm only going to attract someone who's going to reciprocate that energy period. So before you get in a relationship or a situationship, I feel like it's so important to really do a self-evaluation and figure out what may be some things that you need to work on. Because regardless, when you get in a relationship, it's going to come up to the surface. And I always tell everyone this just from my own experiences. But I'm like, when you get in a relationship, your ugly side comes out too. And it all gets brought up to the surface, whether that's your partner telling you about yourself, um, but that's literally what it is. Like it all comes up to the surface. So for all my single ladies, just, you know, for some personal development, do a self-evaluation, really sit to yourself. If you need help, go Google a form or an assessment that you can take as well. If you kind of just need some guidance, but if not literally just sit for your, sit to yourself for a second and just be like, dang, like, what are some things I really, really need to work on? Because you're not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. There are all things that you can work on. Um, and most of the time, it all boils down to self-love. Um, another point that I wanted to touch up on is how how much we love ourselves can literally like um, affect the type of man or woman, for my guys, that we attract. So, or that we're attracted to. So 
And I've noticed this because I look back at my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why was I talking to that person? But it's because that's what level I was at in my life, honestly. Like, that's literally just what level I was at in my life. So you also have to think about that too. Like, if you're not right with you, then you're not going to attract people that are right for you because you're not even being who you need to be for yourself. And I feel like once people really take that, and for my ladies, once we really start taking that seriously, I'm telling you, you will see your whole entire love life change. And for my guys too, guys have insecurities just as much. And I feel like we don't really address it as much. We feel like women, we're the only ones who really deal with these things. But guys can be extremely insecure too. It may be in a different way, but it happens. So for my guys as well, you got to love you. If you're looking for certain qualities in a woman, be those qualities for yourself and, and vice versa for, you know, my girls, we got to be those qualities for ourselves. We want a man to spoil us. We want a man to do all of these things for us. How about we show that same type of affection um, to ourselves so that when we do get in a relationship, we don't become so dependent. We don't become all of these things that are not seen as the best traits for a girlfriend. We want to really become, you know, the best women that we can become. And by doing these things, it all starts with loving ourselves. So, you know, once you kind of do this self-evaluation, you'll start to see like, dang, it, it could be your self-confidence that leads to the jealousy. If you find yourself being extremely jealous of every single thing your partner does, you may need to step a, uh, take a step back and evaluate yourself and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jealousy stems from my own problems. Jealousy stems from the way I view myself. Because if I'm confident in me, I'm not worried about nobody else, period. And that's what it boils down to. Now, there are certain situations where women have valid, valid, valid reasonings to feel the way they feel, but more on a surface level, jealousy does stem from a lack of self-confidence. Um, not being comfortable with being alone is another one of those things. It is okay to not talk to your man every five seconds of the day. Ladies, I'm telling you, Take it from me, a person who is in a relationship, let, if he's on a game, let him be on a game. Don't even be on the phone. Don't even do anything. Just, okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, hit me when you're done. Or, okay, I'll hit you when you're done. Don't be so quick to um, feel the need to always be talking to your partner every time through the day. Because the moment that you get stiff on the person that you're with and the moment that you get busy, it, it just gets better because you love yourself enough to be like, uh, I need time to myself. I can't be with you all day, every day. I, I got stuff to do and vice versa. So you really have to take a step back and look at these things. So I kind of wanted to bring up, cause I know I've been in several situations where I was dealing with people. Um, and when I look back at it, I'm like, dang, like I was dealing with this person because I really needed to deal with some things too. And I wasn't at a place where I loved myself. And that's why I accepted these things, you know, um, even boiling down to the things that you accept and the things that you don't accept, the things that you allow and the things that you don't allow in a relationship all boils down to how much you love yourself too. Um, control controlling and all of that stuff it's just not it's not 
it's not a result of self-love at all. If you ever find yourself being controlling in a relationship, oh, who you texting? Let me see your phone. Let me see this. Let me see that. Whoa, what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? You don't ever want to be controlling. So those two are some signs that you need to work on your self-love. But trust me, I've been there. I've done that. So I wanted to open up the conversation by asking you guys, when you look back at past situationships you've been in or past relationships you've been in, could you say that in some ways, the amount of self-love you had for yourself directly affected the relationship, whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, it could be a great relationship. And you like, yes, I was in this because I loved myself. But can you look back at past situations and be like, wow, I allowed that to happen or I allowed myself to keep going forward with this because I obviously just didn't love myself or have the strength in myself to really put myself forward. So do you guys kind of see that correlation when you look back at it? And what did you learn from those situations? Uh, I mean, definitely. I think one of the things that you definitely just said that resonated with me a little bit more is that, um, wait, no, I did not just forget it when you, oh, being okay with being alone, you know, like being okay. And I think I had brought this up last episode talking about like it's okay to not have someone to talk to all the time on the phone or it's okay to just like be with yourself you know because it's so like I think that's one of the main thing that girls get so attached to is you might not even like the guy so much you just are attached to the company so when you're attached to the company you're scared to be away you're scared to be alone you're scared to be by yourself whether you believe it or not it's it's a scared thing you know it's a subconscious because you're like oh my gosh like I can't be by myself I'm not gonna have anybody to talk to oh this that blah blah blah, blah. and you start to just stem into a whole bunch of different stuff but it just boils down to you're scared to be on your own you're scared to have a dry phone you're scared to be by yourself and I think once you kind of like realize that it's okay to be by yourself, that's one of those things that I realize and I'm still realizing as well is that like being by yourself isn't all that bad. It's not all that lonely sometimes, you know, because it's like people pop out of nowhere. Like you're not going to be alone forever. So it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, like be okay with being by yourself. And I'm speaking to myself as well. Like just finding comfort in that is so important. And that is definitely something that I learned from past, past things. And I feel like too, like when you are okay with being alone, you don't get mad at your partner going somewhere with his friends, going right. out with his friends, because I don't care what you do. You can do what you do. I, I have enough confidence in myself. I have enough love in myself to be okay with being alone. Because yeah. when you start living with someone, you really, really need to love yourself on a whole nother level because it's more in your face on what they're doing. Oh, I'm about to go here. Oh, I'm about to go there. So you got to be okay with being in a house by yourself sometimes and vice versa for my guys, because guys, sometimes and just from my past experiences can be really big hypocrites where they want to do what they want to do and then when it gets turned around and their girl wants to go out it's oh where are you going and it's mm -hmm. like excuse me um last time much so guys self-love is important too you gotta love yourself to the point where you can let your girl do what she want to do and not assume she out here cheating on you it, it's all it all boils down to that the problems that you bring up in your relationships the problems that you have sometimes you gotta bounce back and be like whoa 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 like 
What am I really dealing with here? Now, ladies, I'm not saying be dumb and delusional to where the answers are right in front of your face and you still like, oh no, that's just, you know, me coming up with my own assumptions. No, because in that situation, it still all boils down to self-love, what you allow in a relationship and what you don't allow. When you know those red flags are apparent, you got to love yourself to not continue to put yourself through those situations. But I'm saying in a healthy relationship, women and men sometimes self-sabotage themselves, you know, and they come up with all these assumptions from hurt that they're holding on to because they haven't spent time alone and they weren't able to really figure out what problems they needed to deal with. So everyone's going into situationships and relationships hurt, emotionally damaged, and not prepared for a relationship. Brent Fias' song, um, Let Me Know, like, who can I love if I don't love myself? Like, it's period. How can you even love someone if you're not even loving you? Sabine, what, right. what situations have you been in where you feel like, you know, um, the self-love and your situation kind of connected where you felt like your lack of self-love directly reflected the situations that you were in? Um, well, honestly, you know, past situationships, I could say situationships, but um, when the person was just, I kept hurting me, you know, in an emotional way. And I should have just realized at the time, like, why are you allowing that this person to keep continue hurting you like do you do not love yourself you know that you deserve better so why are you sticking around and I feel like me sticking around at that time I didn't really truly love myself at that because if I truly loved myself I wouldn't stick around I wouldn't keep waiting like for him to act right you know if I'm waiting for someone to act right clearly I don't love myself you like woman we have an issue as no he's gonna change not like, no, he's going to do this. Like, you know what you deserve. Every woman deserves the full carriage, the white horse, the picket white fence. Everyone deserves that. You should not settle. That is the issue. We settle too much. If you have an issue, like, honestly, yeah, I had this talk with Kaylin probably like a couple months ago. If you have an issue, communicate. That is going to help. Like, don't try to hold things back in a relationship. You're hurting yourself at the end of the day. So if this person, if you're with somebody right now, like all my ladies or even my men, if you're with somebody and you're not happy and this person is not just bringing what you want to the table, you're hurting yourself because you know what you want. The fact that you're hurt, you know this is not right. So know what you want because, and you know that you deserve somebody good. You're learning that you're growing your self-love process. You know that you deserve better. So don't just stick there and sit around. That was my issue. And also, how Kieran said, I was afraid to be alone. Like, there was one point, like, I hated being alone. I feel like I had to always talk to somebody. You know, every person I was, like, my friends, they were always talking to somebody. And I used to feel, like, really sad. Like, I wasn't, not like I was jealous, but it was just, like, wow, I want to talk to somebody. And, like, I started to feel more, like, depressed and more sad. And, like, am I really getting depressed because I'm not talking to somebody, you know? And quarantine really helped to be, like, it's okay to be alone. And I love being alone. You know, even with somebody that I do get into a current relationship with, that person wants to do them. I'm okay. I don't care. You know, if you want to go out and do you, that's okay. I know that I could be alone, but you know, prior I was scared. I used to be worried, like freak out, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? But that's not healthy. And that also shows like, I don't really love myself that you can't even trust the person that you're with. Yeah. And, and two, it, 
like I said, it just depends because with the trust factor, it gets tricky because Mm -hmm. some women will use that as an excuse to excuse the actions of the person they're with and be like, oh, you know, I just have trust issues. But it's like, nah, sis, the red flags is literally like all right in front of your face. Like, don't try to blame this on your trust issues because that's just really a different type of situation. And like I mentioned before, it goes into what you allow versus what you don't allow. When you really, really love yourself, you put yourself on such a high standard that nothing, like nothing is accepted. No BS tolerated, period. And I've been in so many situations where I've allowed so many things to get by or go by or go, um, you know, just un- unlooked. Because I just didn't love myself and I wasn't putting myself at a higher standard and at a higher level because I just didn't feel that way or I was lacking self-confidence or I was needy or I didn't want to be alone. I wanted someone to talk to. I wanted to be with someone. When being alone is probably the best thing you can do, you learn so much about yourself. Um, that's what meditation is all about. Allowing yourself to just be, allowing yourself to literally just be alone and to just feel all the emotions that you feel. And I feel like that's just so important when it comes to trying to create a partnership with someone. You got to make sure that you right. And when you take that alone time, especially for all my single ladies, for all my single ladies, you need to be preparing yourself for your dream husband, for your dream boyfriend, whatever it may be, because it's coming. You don't want to take this time to mope around and be like, why am I single? Why does no one want to talk to me? Everyone else is in a relationship, blase, blase, blase. Because that's the reason, that's the reason right there. Like you really have to take that time to be like, oh no, I'm about to get right. All the things I need to work on, I'm about to work on right now so that I can attract more of the person I want. Being alone is the best time to attract the perfect person that you want, literally. It's like the golden time. You could be by yourself. You could give words of affirmation to yourself. You could continue to pray and ask God and just put that energy out there. And when I tell you, you're literally gonna like attract the perfect person perfect guy for it's gonna make so much sense when it happens it's gonna make so much sense um and god has really unique ways of doing so so especially to all my single ladies take this time um as god trying to tell you like hey i got somebody for you but you ain't ready yet so i'm gonna need you to look into what you need to work on and get it together because he's not gonna accept this And you're going to lose him if I bring him to you at the stage that you're at right now. And that's what we have to start. That's how we have to start thinking like, dang, like, okay, I am single, but I don't want to keep, you know, feeling alone and feeling sad about not having a boyfriend, not being in this perfect relationship, quote unquote, that everyone displays on social media, which is fake, which we can talk about another day. But, um, you know, you don't want to feel alone. You don't want to feel those feelings. You don't want to feel lonely. You got to take that time to be like, I'm about to prepare myself. I'm about to get ready. I'm about to be cute. I'm about to spoil myself a little more. I'm about to treat myself a little more. That's really the time to do so. Because if God was to give you who he had waiting for you now, would you be ready? And that's what you have to ask yourselves. And women, we always feel like we perfect. We always feel like it ain't nothing we got to work on. We always feel like, you know, 
we the perfect ones and the guys are trash and the men are trash and we always have this notion when really us even having that men are trash mindset is what's furthering our our blessings even more so forget that notion forget your past situations f all of that this is a new start this is a new beginning you got to dig deep into yourself and work on yourself and i'm telling you the perfect guy is going to come. You're going to be ready for him. You're not going to self-sabotage it because you're going to be so healed and ready that it's just going to be beautiful. So that's kind of my spill on self-love and how it really, really impacts relationships so much with people. And I feel like our generation, we just be too quick to get into stuff sometimes. I'm guilty of that. You just be so quick to be like, oh yeah, come on, come on, come on. And then we'd be hurt in the end because we didn't spend time alone, because we didn't take that time to ourselves. So being lonely is not a bad thing. You know, it's, it has such a negative connotation like, oh, I'm lonely. Uh, uh, that is the best, best time. No distractions, no nothing. You could just get to work on what you want to do. So that's my spill on that. Um, and that's just, you know, that wraps up, wraps up our self-love video. I kind of wanted to end it off on how it really poured into relationships because I just feel like that's something that, you know, many women struggle with. They like, why do I keep getting hurt? Why do I keep attracting these men who do me dirty? You know, why do I keep doing this to myself? And so if you do find yourself in repetitive situations, you may need to stop looking on the outside and start looking on the inside. So that sums it up for our self-love episode. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Please go follow us on Instagram at Pod and go check out our self-love routines and comment down below things that you do for your own self-love routine. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye guys.